Look, you have no idea how genuinely sorry I am that CM Punk just didn't turn out to be what you wanted him to be. He didn't turn out to be what any of us wanted him to be when we welcomed him back into this business, gave him a second chance in the greatest sport in the world. It just didn't work out. And that is because fragile ego, fragile body, weak mind, weak spirit. Many months later. Today I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. Uh, I'm so tired, Renee. Me too, bud. We are a couple of guys on the internet, and we do not have a catchphrase. Welcome, listeners, to Podcast ONA. Hello, everyone. Good evening, everybody. Hello, folks. We are here to remind you that despite what you may believe, we are not above being horny for Buggy the Clown. (laughs) Everybody always had the potential to be horny for Buggy the Clown. Everybody was just too much of a coward to admit it. Him becoming a new Templar sexy man is just amazing. The really upsetting one, I'm being told, is how Meppo has ass for days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could have done without that shot. Okay, 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 let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We wouldn't want our heads to get cut off. Oh, ho, ho, it's funny because it's a reference. Yes, referential humor is king, and, uh... Oh, yeah. Also, while I'm here right now, uh, shout out to uh, Totally Not Mark and Team Four Star just very casually being like, hey, uh, so we decided we're not going to do this as a whole thing. We did a whole bunch of scenes for the Boo Saga that we always wanted to do. I hope that suffices. And guess what? That suffices pretty good. Some of those were pretty fucking good. Yep. Fantastic stuff. You can tell Lanny really wanted to do Majin Vegeta, and it fucking shows. <laughs> ah, good stuff all around. I'm also 99% sure I know who they got for Majin Buu, which that's a fucking good choice if I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get on that. I am, uh... It's just nice to have them back, you know? Mm. I've been quite enjoying their, uh... Their episode commentaries with the most insane detail finding out how much uh, reference, how many vocal references Taka has used for all three versions of his cell voice. <laughs> like, I think he mentioned that uh, Imperfect Cell was a bunch of horror movie stuff, but also like a cartoon character, but also the Wishmaster, which that was an interesting callback. And then Imperfect Cell was Edgar, a.k.a. uh, Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. And then mentioning that Perfect Cell was a mix of, uh, of of course, Damien Clark's Cell, but also Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Which, man, watching through this, I realized how much these guys fucking love The Simpsons and how much Taka in particular loves The Simpsons. I think he compared his characterization of Goku and Gohan to Homer Simpson and Lisa, which, you know what? Tracks. 
You mean Masako or? Okay, yes, but specifically the writing of. Oh, the writing. Okay, I, okay. okay. I, I, I could see. I could I see how you get confused. I don't know confused. if Masako X would do those voices. Masako is also really good at what he does. I also found out he apparently sings songs and did like a cover with him and his wife at his wedding, and it's like, man, good for him. Mm-hmm. What if Raditz mattered? Uh so many what ifs. So uh yeah, we we uh don't have a lot for you this time around. We're trying to focus more on shorter episodes, either by necessity or because there just isn't a whole lot of stuff going on. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are mostly out of cod season, so there are a couple of stragglers left, like uh, AWA and uh, New York Comic Con and Anime NYC. Oh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be going to that last one. There's also that uh, that uh, Aniplex online thing next week, which... Oh, no, I, that's this weekend. Oh, right. Fuck, is it? Okay. Yeah, see, and, see, uh, I was going to be like, fuck it, I'm not staying up till three in the morning again to watch some stupid anime bullshit only to realize, oh shit, that's actually good training for my night shift in a month. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, depending on what's been uh, momentarily leaked, <laughs> Blue Exorcist fans, uh, be ready for disappointment. Or at the very least, underwhelming uh, apathy. I'll take, your, I'll take your word for it. I actually didn't even hear what kind of fans. Uh, Blue Exorcist fans, which... Uh, oh! Yeah, I don't know. It's been a pretty long while since I read that arc, so I also don't remember how good it is. If they can keep the pacing somewhat competent, we might be okay. I mean, they don't have to worry about slow pacing anymore. They have Demon Slayer for that. Yeah, I mean, is it, <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, there's plenty. Of, I mean, there is plenty of lectures to that. There is plenty. 15 fucking years. I cannot believe it's been 15 years. Yeah, I am honestly like astounded it is still running. Good for it. And so is Seraph of the End. Time is yeah. fucking weird, but there, there also aren't a, there aren't a lot of monthly series we regularly see updated, I guess, so hey, that's cool. Yeah, I guess some things just take time, but uh uh, yeah, uh, should anything uh, notable happen from that, uh, we'll talk about it next time, because that's how time works. Mm-hmm. As for right now, uh, again, not a whole lot to go over, but we do have a couple of notable things. And we will start with something that we have been awaiting slash cautiously lamenting, depending on how it's going to turn out, for a couple of years. Surprise, surprise! The Netflix One Piece series is good. It's wild in a lot of ways to find out, oh shit, they did it. I'm not sure this is a fucking fluke or if it's just a happy accident. I'm personally subscribing to the theory this was too big for them to fuck up. Considering the companies involved... I would bet on that easily. It also literally is maybe like the anime manga darling of Japan in every conceivable way. Yeah, yeah, I think the. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I was really more optimistic with the promise leading up to it. But I think the really deciding factor was the fact that, like, 
Uh, I mean, a lot of these things do say they have greater involvement, but most of the time they really don't. But, like, Oda was, like, pretty explicit about being involved. Like, he put it, like, he straight up put his name on the thing. So, like, when, it, when, it, when, it, when the creator is not involved, it's like, yeah, that definitely helps. I literally read today that he was like, do not give any of the straw hats romantic scenes you fucking <laughs> idiots uh, uh, that's a little funny considering something that happens on the show but I'll uh, yeah. <laughs> okay don't give them romantic scenes with each other I, I think I know what you're talking about uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean I don't think anyone I mean, I'd like to think no one is that stupid, but... Uh, oh, oh, you... Okay, look, yeah. I, I've i seen some stuff. I know people who are about Robin and Frankie, and I know there are some people who are very about Zoro and Sanchi, but, like... <laughs> I mean, I was getting a little of that. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Zoro in the show? It's hard not to. It's very funny watching people be like, oh, no, they're hot. It's like, yeah. Uh, but then everybody is like, oh, look at Anaki. He is baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it really is funny because uh, my only reference for uh, for Mach and Q, like prior to Zora was uh, the Saint Seiya movie. Yeah, the Saint Seiya movie. And, like, and nobody saw that. Okay, Jed saw that. Give him, give him the benefit of the doubt. He saw that for a podcast bit. You yeah. need to give him the respect. I, I will, Jed. You are the only one who saw the movie. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Sony didn't help people seeing that, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I sure saw that movie, and uh, it really is a night and day difference in terms of performance. Yeah, okay, but to be fair, I guess back in the day, was it, like, terrible in that movie, but, like, yeah, it, it wasn't a very good Let's put it like this. I get the feeling this is going to be the more highlighting thing on the resume than uh, the yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, for all of us, I have seen all of two episodes because I like to take my time with these things, unlike uh, the rest of the world who just watches everything in one sitting. Andrew has not mm -hmm. seen any of it yet because he's been busy with things. I've been busy with life. I'm very behind on things, doing things for dub talk. And also saw a fucking country concert for the first time, which is very wild to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jet and Duos, on the other hand, uh, they saw all of it. So uh, uh, because we have a disparity here, we'll, we'll keep spoilers to a minimum. Mm. I have seen enough to know the bare essentials. Bucky's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 this is basically... An eight-hour adaptation of the East Blue uh, Romance Dawn saga, whatever you want to call it. There are some things cut. There are some things compressed. Uh, duh. That's the trick you have to do with adaptation. You're adapting a lot of stuff into eight-hour-long episodes. And for what it's worth, they did a fantastic job by making everything feel grand. Uh, yeah, I think they did a pretty good job connecting a lot of the... Not connecting a lot of East Blue stuff, getting a pretty good, um, getting a pretty good uh, amount of mileage out of the uh, characters from there. They uh, definitely got a lot more use out of Arlong than uh, his body counterpart, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. I I thought it kind of worked. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I kind of liked their take on Arlong. I thought it worked pretty well. 
I've yeah, I'll take your word for it. I've just seen a lot of people that are genuinely impressed with a lot of the stuff they've done and just quite enjoyed a lot of the things they've done with it. Uh yeah, I like a lot of the actors. Like Idaki is a really, really good Luffy. Like because uh, like he just brings a lot of energy whenever he's on screen. Like just clearly having a lot of fun with the role. And he as and he does a pretty solid on his dramatic end too. Like whatever. You know, like they have little moments when Luffy needs to be serious, he can dial it back down, and I think they works pretty well. There's a nice balance, which is definitely needed when a character is like cartoon like a Luffy. It also sounds ironic that they decided not to punch up as hard as people expected. Uh yeah, like yeah, like they're definitely new jokes, but like they don't feel. Yeah, okay, yeah, see, my fear was that they were going to go, like, full weeding with the humor. It is not weeded humor. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, like, there, like there's some circuit jokes here and there, but, like, it's, uh, but the banter is generally fun, and more importantly, like, no, like, it is very clear that no one is embarrassed about the material, which is, like, the thing you're always kind of afraid with these kind of adaptions. It, like, it's fascinating that they, the biggest tell was that they gave Garp the fucking goofy dog hoodie <laughs> and nobody cracked wise about it. Yeah, yeah, they yep. gave yeah, they gave him the hoodie, like they gave the like one uh rat looking marine from the Arlon saga, like he kept the rat ears and no one questioned it. It's like good choices. <laughs> this is all normal. Didn't they turn one of the Kuro pirates into a cat maid or something? Yep. Fucking <laughs> Fucking wild. <sighs> Very wild. And uh, yes, there is plenty of profanity uh, all around in the show, which... Uh, uh, yeah, like 90% of it goes to Buggy the Clown, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that is that is the correct character to give that to. Yeah, if any of you know about when uh, Funimation got to redub like the, like the first couple sagas of One Piece, uh, they definitely flourished it a little bit, which... Fine by me. <laughs> they had to do a lot to uh, erase the stink of Al Khan from it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I was uh, pretty happy with how they adapt a lot of material. I definitely also got a lot of uh, pretty good amount of use out of uh, Garp, Helbeppo, Al- and Kobe, which is a thing I know people are a little more... Divided on, but I think I mostly like that subplot. I thought I, it was I think there are some things that make a little more sense in context now that One Piece is what twenty five years old now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there are some additions you can make, and fucking all the One Piece dorks are gonna be like, you know what? This might be a good idea to lean a little more on characters like Garp and Kobe in the grand scheme of things. I really like what they did with Kobe here. Mm. Oh yeah, I really like Kobe's actor. I also mm-hmm. know exactly, I also hear they made the smartest decision in the world, and as far as good localization changes, I have heard they toned Sanji down, and now he is a normal fucking flirty guy. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely nowhere near as agreed. It's like flirts a couple of times, and that's basically it. Like a normal fucking, yeah, cool, good, great, even. 
Yes, I, I am. I am good with that, and I am good with uh, uh, Zoro standing there being hot. I, I mean, uh, being uh, menacing. Zoro's always standing there being hot <laughs> and dumb. I'm kind of <laughs> impressed. It sounds like Mock and you also got the fact that Zoro is kind of dumb. Yeah, so, uh, yes. yeah, uh, yeah. I think like uh, I thought a lot of things explained it really well. Like, is it like 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 it's not immediately obvious that Mock and you is like doing the whole like story series that he did really well. But like, but like, there's but like, there's a few choice lines where you can just say like, oh no, he's actually really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> great stuff with Nami too, considering where this leads to. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, but I believe where Nami was really. Dumb. I will get to that scene later. Don't worry, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she got. The I scene. also love seeing people speculating where this is gonna go, what they expect out of the next season. I also see people speculating they made Crocodile a woman. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly possible it would be interesting. Nothing's confirmed, but also nothing is denied. <laughs> and as far and as far as changes, that really signals to me, oh, these fucking dorks know how to appease those One Piece fans. They're obviously not going to go for that crazy theory, but fuck it, female crocodile sounds choice. And you know you're going to be all about it. You know mm-hmm. it, Internet. Don't you lie to me, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's just... I, I'm delighted? Surprised? You know what? I'm glad everybody's having a good time with this one. Yeah. I will also say this. I respect all of the One Piece actors who have had to... Okay, love you. I respect all of the One Piece anime voice actors who have had to put a lot of restraint and not talk about the One Piece live action show because you know they want to. But they're also standing in solidarity. Yeah, 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 respect. Yeah. I I get it. For those who are uncomfortable or don't want to talk about it for that reason, I get it. But, you know what? Fuck it. Ironically enough, the thing about the current situation is showing these companies, they like shows made by real people with real creative passion, intent, and artistic integrity going into this stuff. Mm -hmm. So ironically enough, showing that there's an audience for that level of creativity, ambition, and just passion is showing why these people deserve more than the fucking bits they're getting. Yeah, but I think the most surreal thing about this is that it's not even like, oh, okay, they made it a joke. It's like, oh, they've been eating too. It's like, no, it's doing well. And not just, like, well, like, it's doing Stranger Things well, which is, like, shocking to me. Yeah, right now, this is the biggest show on Netflix, which kind of means it's the biggest show in the world, which is crazy. What a that- fucking weird reality we live in right now. 86 countries, number one. Oh uh, yeah, and the main thing is, and the main thing is really nice thing is, I am literally seeing people like getting into one piece the first time through this. Like it is actually pretty nice to see. It's doing the job that a good adaptation does. Mm-hmm. Insane. And also, just like 
I don't think it could be set. Do you know how hard this was? In every step of the word, how hard this was? And I'm going to be real with you. The next couple of years are going to be interesting because I guarantee uh-huh. you, everybody's going to learn the wrong lessons from live action uh, One Piece. Uh, let's let's not think about that too soon. Remember, there are still strikes going on. We've got a ways to go. I know, I know, but like, I think Masioka's like twelve live action series are finally going to see the light of day. And I think ten of them won't be good. Well, we, we'll we'll burn that bridge when we come across it. But I'm looking at all of this in totality, and I'm just kind of amazed seeing One Piece grow over the last nearly twenty years from basically being a four kids afterthought project in America that they allegedly, depending on who you ask, didn't even want and becoming a talking point of indignation from what they did to it for the localization on Fox to being one of the biggest media properties in the world right now. Let's put it like this. One Piece has now existed longer outside of the 4Kids era than it was with it. It has been that long, and they... I'll give to I'll give the people who brought it over and stuck with it this. They put a lot of effort and fucking elbow grease into keeping it going and getting as big as it did. They put a lot of time and effort into that. A lot of time and effort that I genuinely do not think a series not named One Piece would have gotten. This is my way of saying to you, Jet, I'm sorry. I love you, buddy. We both know Saint Say is never going to be a thing here. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no, that's not funny enough. That's actually not where I thought you were going to go. Like, I know, like, I know Saint Say is doomed. I thought you were going to say Pink here, which would have actually made me sad. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I thought you were going to say Pink. Sure. I thought you were going to say Pink here, which would have actually stuck for me. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, if I know the shoe fits. Okay, man, no, that's not better either. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. Genuinely this shouldn't have worked. It somehow did. How did this work better than Cowboy Bebop? Because they followed the one cardinal rule of adaptation. Keep it simple, stupid! I think lack of weedonisms and literally having Ichiro Oda and the entire government of Japan saying do not fuck it up probably helped. Yeah. Yeah, to which uh, there's only one last thing to say. Give us Muppet Chopper. Okay, look. (laughs) If nothing else, I think a lot of my nothing is said, nothing is done, nothing's committed, and I don't think they're gonna green light it until after the strike anyways. I think we got at least a second season on the horizon. Which means two things. One, Chopper and Alabasta. Two, there's only one choice. Jamie Lee Curtis as yeah. 
Kuraha. Like, she's been asking yeah. for it for years. And it's literally like, even before I knew this was going to be worthwhile, I was like, fuck it. I wanted to do as, at least well enough for a, to get a second season and to give Jamie Lee Curtis that role because you know she's going to fucking rock it. Yeah. I agree. What a wild timeline it is. Uh, fucking hell. I hope these guys, the, the people in this cast, actually get to do more outside of One Piece, too, because they seem very talented and good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, very good. If any of you out there haven't watched it or are a little hesitant, uh, trust us. It's worthwhile. It's good. Trust us. Working on it. Gonna get to it eventually. Yeah. Now then, uh, we have to do a bit of a follow-up on something that came out of nowhere uh, a little while ago regarding this uh, sudden upstart company called Animedia Entertainment. <sighs> so, this did not last very long. Yeah, so it's been, what, two shows since we talked about Animedia Entertainment? Yeah. And I openly was like, hey, it's kind of darling to get a new garage band, a new garage company in 2023. Yeah, as it turns out, um, this company didn't do everything required to being a, a, a company. If any of you don't remember this, I don't blame you, uh, but here, the story is this company called Animedia Entertainment, I'm using company in uh, air quotes here, suddenly announced that they would be uh, dubbing and releasing a title from the 2000s called Hourglass of Summer Colors on DVD. It was a two-episode OVA from, like, 2003. Uh, yeah, and... Um, Suffice it to say, this was not a legitimate company. So, here's where it's kind of frustrating. In that, reading more into the guy who basically just looked into it more, and the response from Animedia, it sounds like they were close. Mm, evidently, this all started from uh, something we heard from uh, Morgan Lee. Don't pass off fan dubs as legitimate dubs. I'm also going to say this as gently as possible. You do not have the right to distribute fan dubs, especially not physically, without explicit distribution rights. Do not do this. Furthermore, if you're an actor in a fan dub using a professional name and that fan dub hypothetically had both an IMDB and an ANN page, you might want to look into getting that wiped for the sake of your career. So yeah, I wasn't sure what that was at the time. I just figured that was a that was kind of like a more general miscellaneous. Hey, don't do fan dubs for your career. And then this came, that like I did I literally just saw that and I was like, okay, somebody's going around and starting discourse on Twitter again. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that, and my blade, and my mind literally went, "Oh dear." <laughs> and then I saw the the thread the following day from one Jax Winterborn. Yep, which goes goes into it. Yeah, he had this to say. I think this is specifically referring, uh, what Morgan Lee said, to Animedia Entertainment. A little while ago, 
I congratulated several of my friends who made it into the anime. I then did an audition myself and began research on the project. That's when I found out that they didn't have dub rights. Fucking what, mate? The, the creator claims that Hiramaki International Group slash Princess Soft went out of business so they can freely dub the anime. Unfortunately, that's actually not how intellectual property law works. When I approached someone about this, I was told that the creator of Animedia said he was obtaining licensing rights and got in contact with the right person. I specifically do not believe that because Hiromeki obtained the rights from Princess Soft. Princess Soft was owned by Oaks and Zero System at the end of 2003. Zero System relinquished control in 2009. Oaks, a Japanese publisher, closed up shop. This would mean that Animedia would have had to figure out how to get in contact with a Japanese asset owner. Anyone who knows IP law is aware how difficult it is to pin down the asset owner for a defunct company. In some cases, you can call them directly, but after a bit of searching online, I couldn't find a point of contact. Plus, I don't think Animedia has localization staff. So to make this simple, Animedia is likely dubbing this anime without rights. They can actually still get sued because asset rights will become free game when a company is abandoned. I write on their casting call club that they intend to make this into Blu-ray. The TLDR is that the founder of Animedia is Shady AF. They don't have a website, they don't have rights, and I couldn't find an LLC. At the end of the day, when they catch heat, they are just going to say that it's always been a Fanta, but that's not what he's claiming. I don't know anyone who could legally distribute a Fanta on Blu-ray. I know people are going to be mad at me for this post, but I did the lake work so y'all don't have to. You can't steal someone's work just because the company went out of business. They still own the rights. If anyone knows differently, feel free to prove that they have legal rights to dub this. If I see that Animedia legally has license rights purchased, I'll issue an apology. One last point to make. I'm not against fan dubs at all. I've made it clear many times that fan dubs are okay if it's not on your resume. What I'm not okay with is people attempting to claim that something isn't a fan dub. That's theft. And... Yeah. So... Now, who is this uh, company proprietor of this Animedia company? Some college kid. Oof. I I do remember the. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fucking out them or put their name out there. But I did remember a person actively crediting themselves as a director for that dub, and I believe that is the same person who was the founder of Animedia. So. Looking into this a little more and looking into their response, two things. One, naive college kid who I think got a little in over their head. B, somebody who I think did attempt to go through the steps, but fucking did this way too early did all of this way too early. If you have a cast and shit, like, not signing any contracts or being 100% certain every piece of, like, legality is cleared is rookie shit. Yeah, here's the thing, people. You have to have the money before you begin production. You can't just try and 
quote unquote crowdfund your way into being a full production to obtain rights. That's not how it works. It's also sad that it's like I actually do think it's kind of sad that they're like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. This is canceled. I'm just leaving this post up so everybody knows what happened. And it's like, and here's the thing. It's literally goes into it. Like Jax is like, I think it's extreme to cancel the dub over something trying to uncover whether you have the right to do the dub or not. If you have legal ownership of the IP, then finish it. I'm not stopping you. My intention wasn't to cancel you, rather to establish the proof of legality, which. I, like it doesn't sound like there was malice here, but this is fascinatingly stupid. Yeah, this does not seem malicious. This just seems incompetent. Like I think about every discotheque media day, and it's like the Q and A's where we're like, there are titles we literally want to get so badly. We do not know who owns the rights to any of these. Like, I, I specifically think about, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog OVA after they announced Sonic X and uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, where they're like, we have no fucking idea who owns the rights to those. We're trying, but we don't know where to go from here. And it's like, when you have a dead end like that, it sucks, but that's what you gotta deal with. I figured this was like a a series they got because it's extremely cheap and nobody's going for it. But like to not to start the race and not see it through before announcing you have a dub, you have a cast and you're going to release it this year is fucking boneheaded. This is a disappointing saga considering we've talked about this for literally under a month. It's it's <sighs> like the like the news came out like July thirty first about this and then August twenty fifth, uh gone. Alright. Yeah. Remember kids, get the money first, then produce. So uh yeah, that is uh a thing. And well, D- disappointing. <sighs> oh well. Yeah, let's just uh uh Give a, give a bit of a palate cleanser here. So, um, I'm a wrestling fan. I don't know why I am. I just am. Uh, some things tend to be really stupid in the business. I'm not going to get into it right now. But, I, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Just, so, just, um, just read the Takahata tweet and you'll get a good idea. Yeah. Um, fragile body, fragile, fragile ego, weak mind, weak spirit. We all know. So imagine my surprise when I see on a wrestling site uh, something about the Justice League cross Ruby Superheroes and Huntsmen Part 2 movie. And I looked into it, and there's a bit of an interesting cast here that I think would be fun to just uh, go over. So in this movie, uh, the the second part of this two-part crossover movie thing, uh, let's just go through the cast because why not? Uh, we have Ozioma Akaha. I I I missed that name up so bad. I'm sorry. As uh, Vixen, Gene uh, Serrato as Green Lantern, uh, True Valentino as uh, Cyborg, mm. uh, Lindsay Jones as Ruby, Kara uh, Ebrell as Weiss, Aaron Zek as Blake, and Barbara Dunkelman as Yang. And we have new cast members here. Hey, so, sorry, 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 a second. 
They couldn't find another credit for Aaron Zek, so they went with the detective is already dead, really. Blame, blame whoever wrote this at comingscene.net for that. Or, or maybe this was uh, a press copy. I respect the deep cut, but also Lamau. Yeah, <clears throat> anyway. New, new entries in this cast we have here. Uh, Jamie Chung as Black Canary. All right. She's been in, she's been in some things. Uh, David Dasmalkian as the Flash, who is credited for uh, Ant Man, uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, and Dune. Cool. Laura Bailey as Wonder Woman. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's a good pick. Uh, Troy Baker as Batman. Oh, wh- holy shit! They got Troy Baker back for Batman. I've been going through the Telltale Batman stuff lately. That wow. Yeah. And uh, Travis Willingham as Superman. They oh, really oh. got Critical Role to be the big three of the fucking Justice League. That's that is, that is interesting. And also down here, I've noticed uh, it says here the film also features features the voices of Christopher Sabat. Yeah. J. Michael Tatum. I'm pretty sure both are in Ruby, so that does make sense to me. Yeah. And um, Maxwell Friedman. As in Maxwell Jacob Friedman. As in AEW World Champion MJF. I don't sure. Know, I don't know who this movie is for in some ways, but at the same time, fuck it. If you're just gonna get a bunch of weird people to play some established characters, fuck it. Sure. Why not? Sure, uh, I, I guess he managed to uh, uh, make some time out of his very busy schedule of uh, wrestling once every couple weeks, banging rats, and uh, spending time with his numero uno brochacho, Adam Colbebe, to uh, take some acting roles. And apparently he also spent some time watching uh, One Piece on Netflix and said this. <clears throat> I started watching the show on Netflix called One Piece. Oh my god, is that the same guy? Yes, I've never heard of it before. It's incredible. This is real TV, not like that anime bullcrap everyone keeps trying to get me to watch. I hate anime. This, however, is an American original genuine piece of cinema. He's just an asshole 24-7. That's his gimmick. I love it. I can't believe that's the same guy. That's a very good <laughs> troll post, but that's, that's funny. Yeah, that's an amazing bit. The movie comes out in a couple months, so um, if any of you out there check it out, listen for an um, listen for a uh, very snarky Long Island accent. All right. You'll know when you hear it. But I, yeah, I don't know who this movie is for either, but I don't it's know. certainly I, a thing. It exists, and it's not canceled, so that, that's something. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've been looking forward to this uh, free run debut mostly because it's being premiered on a notable uh, block on NTV the Kenya Roadshow block which is a movie block it's basically like they're sort of like prolific movie block on TV i know they've aired like a lot a number of detective conan films there yeah well it looks like uh, they're going to be keeping that same day because NTV has announced uh, a new block called 
uh, very uh, succinctly, Friday Anime Night, where Freerun will air. Yeah, they're they're giving it a new time slot, which seems to be like a decent time slot. Yeah, it's not it's not Friday like Friday night. Friday nights eleven p.m. That's, that's that's a pretty good slot. Yeah, yeah, not quite prime time, but that's pretty good. It's it's not quite two in the fucking morning either. <laughs> I mean, Demon Slayer airs on Sunday nights at eleven fifteen, and that does like seven and eight percent shares. You know what? Fair enough. That's kind of like a people will be awake for this. So yeah, that's a that's a pretty good time slot. So they are they're going for it, and I'm excited to check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, did it say what day this is premiering? Uh, September, September 20... 29th. Okay, no, no, no. Sorry. Let me clarify. I know the two hour premiere is September 29th. I mean, probably the next week after the premiere. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Okay. How many yeah. how many episodes are we counting the premiere as, or is that its own episode? I mean we don't I mean we don't know how much material that premiere is. Who knows? Covered, so. Who knows? I don't but, know, uh, but fuck it, I'm in. Yeah, we'll uh Yeah. Okay. One more thing here. Uh, imagine the collective surprise of many when out of friggin' nowhere we get word that coming in twenty twenty four from production IG on Netflix is a third season of Kimini Todoke from Me to You. Okay, yeah, so that is a bit of a surprise, but it also explains a certain something. Okay, yeah, so here's the thing. I didn't want to talk about this until it came out, but I feel it's worth mentioning because it's actually relevant now. So, we've talked before a little bit about the SAG After database before. How I, I briefly mentioned the fact that Marissa Lenti is a fucking psychotic mastermind genius and decided <laughs> to name the Digimon Adventure movie project by a fake title as literally to uh, fuck with our buddy Jonathan, a.k.a. JR Pictures, because he's a psycho who checks that stuff. <laughs> what I'm getting at is several months ago, from the Netflix from the Netflix uh dubbing deal there is a sag after database listing for Kimini Todake from me to you and i say this was several months ago because i don't believe this is for this third season yeah, i feel I like it would have said it if it was yeah i think it actually did specify seasons 1 and 2 let me double check that which, it's interesting they say seasons one and two now, knowing that there's a third season in the works, which tells me, the A, they have the full rights to Kimini Todake from me to you, and, yeah, they're probably backdubbing this so that they're ready for season three. Uh, yep, checking it now, it does specifically specify seasons one and two. Yeah, okay. I wanted that one to be a surprise for a while when it did happen, but that's really cool. That's really, really goddamn cool. I've heard a lot of good things about this rom-com. I hear it's a really good one. Can't wait to check it out myself. And I hope this dub does not come out within the next... um, 25 days! (laughs) 
Don't tempt fate, Andrew. You know what happens when you do that. Do you know how fucking angry I got when High Dive released fucking... Call, was call, when did Call of the Night come out? I feel like Call of the Night was also September. No, wait, that one was August. No, it was your boy Kong Ming, which came out September 23rd. I was like, you fucking dicks! <laughs> fucking cocksuckers! <laughs> Ugh! Anyways, yeah, uh, KBD Total K Season 3. I hear really good things about this one. They basically seem to have gotten everybody back. They got production IG and they got the voice actors back, and that's 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 pretty quiet. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. But, um, yeah. Crazier things have happened. Um, Crazier things have happened, but all I'll say is um I'm g- cool that we're seeing a lot of JoJo stuff. Both new IP and sequel stuff getting greenlit lately, and I'm going to be honest, I can't even rule out, like, the white whales anymore. Basically, Yona of the Dawn and fucking Oron. <laughs> like, I really uh, can't rule either of those out anymore. Yeah, I feel like Yona seems slightly more likely between the two, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to our next section here. All the announcements and updates of uh, stuff here. And this one, this, this is just for me. We got words that a given film sequel will be coming soon, and it will be two parts. That makes me very happy. I agree with everybody saying it. Dub it, you cowards. At this point, I'm pretty sure they're going to, only because... They have dubbed literally everything else related to Given, aka the TV show and the movie. Uh, there's actually an OVA they haven't done yet. Is there? All right. Yeah, there was there was there was a side OVA for the first movie, and uh, never made it. Never made it on disc, which kind of bummed me out, but whatever. I okay. I, all right, fair enough. It is yeah. streaming, so it's not nothing. But I think the two part movie finale would be more incentive. Yeah, I would like that. But yes, uh, would be down for them to license and dub the two-part finale to the given story, which, Mm. unrelated, not sure why the sudden trend of two-parter movies all of a sudden. It's a little weird, but it's going to continue because we got word coming in the spring of 2024 will be a presumably first of two-part anime film production of I'm going to try and say this right <clears throat> Dead Dead Demons DDDD Destruction So yeah uh, the new, the new <laughs> slash first anime adaptation of any of Enio Asado's work uh, is getting a two-part feature film I saw some people being mad about the fact that, like, it's 12 volumes and it's only getting two movies, but, like, I don't know. I'm still fucking curious, and I'm going to be honest, the crew on this actually doesn't look bad. 
Yeah, production plus Asians working on it. They did the Orbital Children. Uh, Tomoyuki Kurokawa is directing, and Riku Yoshida is handling the screenplay with character designer, chief animation director uh, Nobutaka Ito giving us a teaser visual. So, like, those are staffers who have worked on a lot of stuff. Like, the screenplay is being done by somebody who worked at Kyoto Animation. And I believe the character designer has worked on, on Ping Pong and others. I think Ping Pong and Inuo. So they've worked with fucking, uh, uh, oh my God. Why am I blanking on his name? Yuasa. They, they worked with Yuasa. So like this crew has worked on some real good stuff before. And it was very funny to find the director that they're like, uh, what did they do? Uh, Corpse Princess. I'm like, all right, <laughs> sure. I don't know. It looks, fuck it. I'm down. I've been curious to check this one out, and yeah, no, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm curious who's going to get this one. We shall see. Okay, so this past week was supposed to be the premiere of this uh, uh, Naruto anniversary nostalgia bait four-episode uh, project that all of the uh, Shonen diehards are going to go gaga over, but they have been postponed, apparently because they weren't looking as good as they could be. The fact that they postponed it, like, days before was the part I was like, ooh, really? That's curious. What is with this trend of postponing four-episode anime for not looking as good as they could? Okay, okay, I mean, okay, for... I mean, I kind of understand for something like this. I mean, I guess, like, it's a big anniversary thing, so I guess you wouldn't want that when you do as possible. I get that. I get that. I just wanted to make an Uzumaki joke. Oh, that's where you <laughs> I, were going with it. this. I got it. I got it. I was like, I was like, where the fuck are you going with that? I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, All right, sure. Yeah. I mean, they'll be ready when they're ready. And uh, uh, because I just saw this pop up uh, today, I'd like to make mention, courtesy of one uh, Jesse Betteridge, September 5th, 2003 was a landmark day in the history of Canadian television. That was the day Inuyasha premiered and basically revitalized uh, anime on television in Canada forever. Wild. It's been 20 years and, well, I think I just think that's cool. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. We're a little short on topics, but you can't tell. But uh, we are, so we're we're doing what we can. Oh yeah. wow, we are almost done. Shit. <sighs> yeah, it's one of those shows. Okay. Now, um, uh, speaking of trends, we got word of the Apothecary Diaries when that show's going to be debuting on October twenty first. Was its first three episodes. So. I saw some people looking into this, and they were like, why is this one starting so late, and why is it starting with three episodes? And somebody, I think, found out that I think rugby is maybe the reason? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's always one sport or another, I guess. R- rugby World Cup, uh, yep, second place uh, until the end of October. So that would track... I still don't like this is becoming a trend with shows, but that's just me. I mean, I don't think they planned for this specifically to be like a big 90-minute premiere. The fact that they say the first three episodes instead of like 
one 90-minute episode, I think, tells me that it's not necessarily something that was planned, but it's basically, I don't know, hmm. turning lemons into lemonade. I guess. The fact that it's airing late is the part that surprises me, but hey, it's fucking falls stacked, and it's also weird how many early things are premiering. Like, the first premiere of the spring season is I shit you not, not what it I said spring didn't I yes you did okay the first premiere of the fall season is technically okay well I guess it's fully coolie grunge but after that it's fucking a girl and her guard dog on September 28th <sighs> that is the day before free run I, I'm not sure why you'd open with uh, whatever. Whatever! I don't know. I, I'm just here. I'm just making snarky comments on the internet. What do I know? Yeah, that's just what we do. Okay, and uh, speaking of snark... Oh, God. Okay, so, as we mentioned, um, SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild are still on strike uh, because their work deserves value, Bill Maher! Oh my god, I saw that fucking Bill Maher thing. God, uh, that dude's such a fucking hack. Yeah, and, uh... Well, uh, because of uh, these continued strikes, uh, the head people at Warner are being very stupid and stubborn, as they have postponed uh, a couple of movies, namely the Godzilla vs. Kong uh, sequel by a month, Dune Part 2 from November 3rd to March 15th, and this uh, Lord of the Rings War of the Rohirrim movie from uh, Kenji Kamiyama and Jason DeMarco all the way to December of next year. That's rough, but I can't say I'm surprised that they're pushing stuff back because of the strike. It's an animated film. Fuck off. Fuck off they shall, but the point is... Their poor decisions and their poor stubbornness to really make things work should not weaponize your fucking fandom because the things you like got de- delayed because of this fucking strike, okay? Okay? Don't... Don't fucking fall for that shit. Anyways, there's already another Godzilla movie coming out later, Later, anyways. Ah, uh, yes. It shall be good. Yeah, this shit sucks, but... Get, yeah. The, the good news, the genuinely good news is AMC has a deal now, which I know that's not like a big deal that they are not like the head honcho of this whole controversy, but like that's a leg. Yes. Even like AMC. the smaller players are legs, and that means some of the other companies like I don't know, like Lionsgate and Sony seem like they would be in a similar ballpark to AMC Networks, so yeah. that's not unsubstantial. Yeah, so keeping track, we have uh, A24 and AMC Networks who are uh, giving the thumbs up, which is good. It's slow progress. We're making our way. There's still a lot of work to be done, though. Because, that tells um, me that like they're getting yeah. scared. Yeah. If only the people of, of the broadcast networks were just as scared, considering their fall schedules look so fucking bad. The, from what I'm hearing at this point, the big the big tight end is gonna be Netflix. Yeah. 
Oh, well, speaking of Netflix, uh, the 2023 Bakugan series is now on there. Uh, if you're done watching One Piece, go watch that, I guess. Uh, sure. I mean, uh, good for you, but... Eh? Yeah. I mean, we're just we're just scraping for stuff here. Like, I mean, if you want to watch more One Piece stuff, there are a bunch of One Piece movies on Netflix you can watch. And they got episodes of Skypea, episodes of East Blue, Heart of Gold, Film Gold, 3D2Y, Adventure of Nebulandia. You have options. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, Crunchyroll had another announcement of upcoming titles that they're going to be... Uh, airing so I, this, I, guess say, I, I guess we can say airing because they're part of nielsen now yeah that's a weird discovery to find out that uh they're on gonna be part of nielsen ratings which i don't know what to make of that other than i think that's wild and neat i don't know how any of that works but the, but uh yeah they announced uh more titles becoming soon uh, i think these were at fan expo canada i think that's where these were they're just going to every convention now my how the turns table so there's some in here that i'm like ooh, and others like that i'm just like uh, yeah y- you'll so- never guess which is which Okay, yeah, so coming uh, in the winter season is A Sign of Affection. Woo! So, we were just talking about the sudden resurgence of, like, shoujo stuff, and this is one, I'm told, is a pretty good shoujo romance series. And it's starring a deaf girl. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm down. I hear this one's cute. I'm intrigued. Fuck you. Uh, Ooh, that was a Oof. Oof. Do not take that burp as a sign of disgust, people. I wanted it's to gonna s- get it, it's gonna get edited out, don't worry. I wanted to no, keep that burp in because Oof. use that burp as a sign of disgust for our next one. Okay, well, coming twenty twenty-four. Oh, for fuck's sake. As a reincarnated aristocrat, I'll use my appraisal skill to rise in the world. <laughs> Gag me with a spoon. Ugh, yep, yeah, no, I can't burp again on command. Ugh. But anyways, just... Ugh. 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 I don't, I don't care for you, uh, Shotokan Sans Undertale. I don't care for you at all. <laughs> uh, oh, is that one that... Is that what that one is? I don't know. Look at him. He's got like the fucking fiery blue right eye, so he looks like Shotokan Sans Undertale. <sighs> sure. I don't know. I don't know if this one's fine or not. It could be. Uh, I was just. I don't fucking. Uh, well, uh, directed by the To Love Rue guy at Studio Mother. So that's how you know it's fucking. <laughs> anyways, I can't. Anyways, it's gonna cur- come out that this was a Crunchyroll co-production. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, season two of High Card in the winter. Oh, I forgot about this one, but I hear people did kind of enjoy it. Cool. Cool. You know. Sure. 
<clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, also coming out twenty twenty four. Uh, Sasaki and Peeps. I don't know uh, that this one's gonna be good or not. It seems like it could be fun, but I'm going to be real. I look at the staff and I look at the voice actors, and I'm like, oh. I'm starting to find out which of these where all the money goes to the voice actors. Mm. So it's about a middle-aged office worker living in Japan. He adopts adorable bird named Peeps, but then the bird's a powerful mage from another world. And I don't know. Could be fun. Or could be shit. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, that sounds somewhat interesting. Anyways, they got Tomokazu Sugita, Aoyuki, Rie Takahashi, and Akari Kito. That's how you know all the money's in the seiyus. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, throughout uh, next month, Season 2 of Saints Magic Power is omnipotent. Woo! I still have yet to actually watch um, the first season. Actually, hang on a second. Hey, Steph? Is Saints Magic Power is omnipotent good? I enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. Thanks, we. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm looking forward to season two. Okay. And due out in the winter is The Witch and the Beast. Okay, something... I So, for all the shit that we'd give the modern isekai stuff, I will say this. I'm enjoying the resurgence of the 2000s era anime. And something about The Witch and the Beast looks very 2000s era anime. It looks very Sinony, which I like. Yeah, it yeah. looks like a fun time, and you know what? Sure. It looks... Oh, shit. They got the... Uh, okay, I don't think that's the Afro Samurai designer. I think that's the guy who did Afro Samurai and adapted that those designs to animation. I was going to be like, no way. And I was like, okay, that would make more sense if that was the case. It looks good. This seems like a thing I would like and enjoy. And it's coming out in January. So, hey. I still don't know who's getting the 100 Girlfriends anime. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm literally like, it's been like, I feel like, I feel like if Crunchyroll had it, they would have said so by now. I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like I know. Honestly, like, I'm not gonna rule out like it's gonna get announced the day the the full seasonal post gets gets announced on Crunchyroll. I'm not out ruling that possibility, but I genuinely feel like we would have heard it by now if Crunchyroll had a hundred girlfriends. <laughs> Announce it, you cowards! Rip the bandaid off. I I need. I don't know why that amused me so. Much. I I need that shit is insanity. Anyways, if High Dive does get it, let fucking Katrina do the translation. Just saying. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. There's nothing going on, so let's just let's just wrap this up with our one lone home video slate from Discotech on November 28th. And we mentioned uh, last time how uh, proud we were of Crunchyroll by releasing six titles in the month of November. Discotech beat them again. Yeah, okay, so Discotech straight up releasing seven titles on home video is almost, it's, um, <laughs> uh, j- 
just whipping the dick on the table. Just, just not not just seven titles in one month. Seven titles on the same day. In fairness, that's how they usually go about it, but still that's pretty fucking wild. Okay, let's it, go it is. Let's go into it. Yeah, so we have here uh, the the glory of Kusuge, Charge Man Ken. Charge Man Ken getting its nice, lovely Blu-ray release. <laughs> We have uh, the Bullet Train, the one from the seventies, not uh, the Brad Pitt one. Not the Brad Pitt one. He is le- he is. Are those even like vaguely related? Do you know? I think we've talked about that a couple times. I don't remember, and I may not have been there. In fairness, that's fair enough. Okay, uh, we also have here Fist of the North Star, the Legends of the True Savior, Legend of Yuria, slash Legend of Toki. Uh, yeah. Title. So the uh, technically it's two OVAs, but yeah, just release the OVAs together. Like that's mm-hmm. that's fair. Hey, more Fist of the North Star, more of the uh, new Sound Cadence dub with all the people in it. Yeah, we have Aim for the Ace, another match. Aim for the Ace. Uh, is this season two or is this, I, th- I think this is season two. Yeah, glad they got the rest of it. Yes, we have. The live action recently, my sister is unusual. Okay, I literally saw. I, <laughs> Steph, I'm going to buy that. Buy what? <laughs> I'm gonna buy recently, my sister is unusual. No, you're not. Why? Because <laughs> I will kick you out of this apartment. It's under $20 <laughs> and it's my money. I don't fucking care. It's not coming in my house. Uh, it, what's it gonna do? It's gonna sit there on a shelf. <laughs> it's gonna go in the trash is what's gonna happen. It's good. It's good stuff. They no, put a lot of hard work into no, that. No, no. I want to support. Be a patron of the arts. That is trash, not art, baby. I mean, in fairness, Discotech probably put a fair amount of work into it. Yes, they did. Discotech put so much work into that, sweetie. You got the supporting the arts. I don't care. It's not happening. Now go back to talking to the boys. Ash, your mother is being extremely unreasonable today. (laughs) I love you. Talk to the boys. Okay. Oh my god, okay. Anyways, what else is there? What else is there? There is uh, something equally saucy, Crying Freeman. Uh, yeah, I've heard good things about this, and it's got both dubs. And a whole bunch of uh, other miscellaneous stuff from its past releases. And, if all that wasn't enough, Street Fighter 2 on 4K Blu-ray, with some notes from Justin, with some notes from Justin Tavakis. Pre-order it now, so my worthless life had meaning. 80-plus man-hours and 30-plus CPU hours to restore and encode. Worth it. This restoration broke me in a way I haven't been broken since ACO. Please check it out. I think it's our best restoration yet. I love how every single one of these discotheque restoration projects is basically like Justin Savakis, Brady, Logan, and a couple other guys coming out the woodworks and be like, I haven't eaten in seven days. I don't remember what the sun feels like anymore. I think I am developing crippling arthritis, and I think my pancreas is shutting down. Please, (laughs) 
by Space Defender Linguini with the 8K uh, restoration <laughs> that we lovingly crafted through blood, sweat, tears, and eldritch rituals. Uh, it cost $35. <laughs> there, there was a sample video on their YouTube page. Watch it in 4K. It looks very nice. It looks very crisp. It looks very sharp. It looks very clean. I know all you're going to watch the Chumley shower scene on it. I know you all. You're going to do it. Just buy it anyway. Support. Support the shower <clears> scene. <throat> and also just yeah, all of that. Yeah, no. Fuck, fucking do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we're done. Oh, shit. Finishing before 10, what is this source? Considering most of our shows usually go two and a half to three hours, I'd say this is a well-deserved short episode for once. All right, I'm going to go pee now and maybe catch up on, like, Hunter Hunter or something. Do that. So, any final words before we head out of here for the rest of the night? Um, uh, is it, uh, is it, uh, you know what, screw it. I was going to make this joke on Discord, but... Make it be salient for Boa Hancock. Thank you, bye. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) That's a... (laughs) That's a spicy meatball. (laughs) Not saying no, I'm just saying... uh... (sighs) I was gonna say, and that's a whap, folks, but that's the wrong thing. You know what? No, 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 no. Megan was on that track. Okay, you know what? <laughs> hey. If Boa Hancock is Megan the Stallion, that means she'll finally be interesting instead of a worse fucking Nico Robin. <laughs> okay, then. So, uh, that'll do it. For once a short episode. If we'll be do this more often, but uh, that'll never happen. We got too much stuff coming up. So... Thank you for listening to this uh, very brisk edition of the podcast. So, Nate, we hope to come back next time for hopefully more stuff to talk about. So, until then, we still don't have a catchphrase. Goodbye, good night, see ya, bye. God, now I'm just imagining a Naki and Megan the Stallion hanging out, and you know what? I fucking want it. You sold me, Jet. Pay this man a million bajillion bucks. Uh...